Hello, everyone, and welcome to That's a Dumb Roll Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, today we're talking about the gridiron. Every football fan has heard the term. It has become synonymous with sports playing field. Just saying the word can conjure up the voice of John Facenda from the NFL films narrating highlights of the 1960s Green Bay Packers from the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. The word gridiron, as it relates to football, however, traces back to the original decades, excuse me, before Vince Lombardi roamed the sidelines in any stadium. So, Greg, what is the history of the gridiron, football's playing field? Good question. So (laughs) I did some research on this one. So um, the term gridiron actually goes back to uh, 1911. So this is before the NFL. Um, In 1911, there was a sports writer who basically said the lines on a football field make a checkerboard effect and have given to the field the name of gridiron. So it just a sports writer said it looks like a gridiron to me. So it's the name stuck, of course. That's amazing. It was that straightforward it's like magic johnson got his nickname from some writer that yeah. was just like oh yeah he looked like magic <laughs> exactly and it just stuck. right um so the size of the field has not changed um in the nfl that's important to note okay. so the nfl started in 1920 and the size of the field has not changed however prior to that believe it or not the field was not 100 yards long but it was 110 yards long Really? And there okay. was a 55-yard line, believe it or not, <laughs> which I think would be so weird to see now, of course. But um, so, yeah, but just kind of focusing in on the NFL, there hasn't really been any changes to the to the si- overall size of the field since its inception, right? Um, however, there have been obviously a lot of changes within the field um, yeah. that have happened over time. So. Um, one thing to know is that the again the width or I'm sorry the length of the field is 100 yards, with 10 yard end zones on each end. Okay, so so basically you have 120 yard um, total distance, I guess. The width of the field is 53 and a third yards wide. Again, that has not changed at all um, since the NFL came into play in 1920. Um, in 1912, so going back before then. Um, the field was changed um, to 120 yards. Again, like I said, um, from 100, um, it would have been 130 yards, actually. Um, <clears throat> the field was 100 yards from goal to goal with 10-yard end zones. That's what we have today. So, again, back in 1912, they finally changed it. So that's really um, that's really the, the long and short of it. Um, wow. Where the, the field, the size of the field hasn't changed at all, um, which... You know, in a sport that has evolved so much over time, um, but the fact that the field has not changed shape at all um, or size is actually pretty cool. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, to be a sport that's been around for over 100 years and virtually remain unchanged Mm -hmm. on just the playing field alone is incredible. I mean, baseball, they still can't figure out what the field size should be. (laughs) Soccer can be that way as well. Um, basketball, depending on where you play, the game looks different. So to have mm-hmm. a sport that the field is the field and it is always going to be the same, whether you're in San Francisco to New York to Miami, the field will always be the same. Right. And I love that about football is that no matter where you go, it's the same field. Baseball, we've talked about this on other podcasts, 
depending on what stadium you step into, it's a completely different game, yeah. different everything. And I, I don't like that. I like that it's the same. <laughs> so um, if you actually look at the NFL rulebook, there's a great diagram in there to show not only the, the field itself, but everything around the field. There's very specifics on, for example, how big the um, player's bench area has to be. Um, how big, where the where the pylons are put on the end zone, right? Um, things like where the hash marks are, are put. The logo of this team that's usually covering like the 50-yard line and stuff, there are dimensions around that that have to be very specific. Um, the numbers on the field, they have to be a certain size, a certain font, certain everything. So it's very regulated, but I think it's good because, again, you walk into any stadium, it's the same field. Everyone's playing on the same field. Now, one thing that has changed over time are the hash marks. So the hash marks are the, the basically the dotted line that there's two of them that go the length of the field, and that's typically used to spot the ball. Um, so for our listeners who don't know this, if a play is run and, for example, the ball goes out of bounds, um, the ball is spotted at the nearest hash mark to the sideline in which the player went out of bounds. Okay. Um, if the if a play is run and the and the player gets tackled between the hash marks, the ball is spotted wherever the player is tackled. Okay, so um, hash marks obviously are important because you need to know where to spot the ball. Um, you'll see this a lot when a team is maybe getting um, ready to do a kick. They will actually deliberately run the ball to the very center of the field if they can, um, because when they line up for the kick, it's it's dead center on the on the uprights. Um, so, but funny thing about hash marks is they used to not have them. Really? Yeah. And one, and the rule then was if you went out of bounds, the ball was placed basically right in bounds where the guy went out of bounds. So, (laughs) so the center would actually be the guy lined up on the end of the line and everyone would line up next to him, of course, in the field of play. Whoa. Um, Very weird. Yeah. So it was just one of those things where the center wasn't always in the center of the line. He could be on the end. He could be near the end. Um, it was very weird. So You might have just broken me. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine this back in the yeah, day. Yeah, it's just a weird thing. Um, but there was one, one game in particular that kind of tipped the scales with all this. It was the 1932 NFL playoff game between the Bears and the Portsmouth Spartans. Today, they're now the Detroit Lions. You gotta love those old names that just never carried. Right. So anyway, this game was moved indoors to Chicago Stadium due to extremely frigid and blizzard-like weather. But here's the problem: is there was a wooden wall separating the field from the spectators that was basically right on the sideline. So they obviously, you know, couldn't have a, the ball placed on the field right next to this wooden wall right (laughs) so they decided for this game only that if the ball did go out of bounds they would place the ball 15 yards into the field um Mm. to basically give some some room next to the wall um so it was just kind of those freak things where it's like had it not been for that weather who knows what would have happened to the hash marks but anyway fast forward to today hash marks are um where they always have been since then. Um, one thing, one big thing that I know some people have noticed if they watch some old NFL films, the goalposts used to be like used to be at the goal line, <laughs> which is I don't know why anyone would ever 
think that's a good idea, right? Here's the thing. In most sports that like imitate American football, it's still there. Are you kidding? I believe it is wow. in Canadian football. They okay. still have it like that. I just don't understand why you'd put a metal post right in the middle of the playing <laughs> Not just field. one, two. Because <laughs> they didn't have the, the mono stand right. that we have now for field goals, yes. where there's just one pole so holding have, it. So yeah. it's two. So they have two metal poles sitting there and guys constantly running into them. I don't know. I, I just don't know why they didn't very early on say, you know, let's move this out of bounds, but they did. <laughs> so anyway, so that's that's obviously a big uh, a big thing that has changed over time with the NFL field. But honestly, other than that, it's pretty much the same as it's always been. That's incredible that yeah. it is. And I, I kind of want to just jump right into this, but is this good? Is this bad? Is this dumb that the field's always love been the it. same? I love yes. it, the fact that they're all the same. Um, you can go to any stadium and you're playing on this. It's a level playing field, uh, no pun intended, um, for every team. You never get anything different except the same field for everyone. I completely agree with you. I think that it's awesome when you're able to actually say in sports that it is the exact same field mm -hmm. that it is on another place. You know, and you I, were telling me that even soccer fields now are different. They can, can be. be. They try yeah. to be pretty close, and usually they are. But there's always going to be those those few times where mm -hmm. a, a field is like, well, because of our, our field that we have or the right. stadium seating we have, right. we're going to be restrained. Our benches need to be a little bigger or something like that. Yeah. I'd have to come up with some examples, but definitely. I've played on fields just growing up that were not standard soccer fields. Oh, man. Or they just cannibalized a football field and they made that into a soccer right. field. And it's like, well, it's a little too narrow yep. or they within it, it. They do a lot I've of weird I've seen that things. where they have the soccer lines and the football lines. Yeah. And it's just weird. And, it yeah. is. And again, with soccer, it, it can be a little bit different. Um, the one that I always think of, at least as an example of, of famous speeches that probably looking back on are probably wrong is in Hoosiers. When mm -hmm. uh, he goes up to the basket, they're standing in this big arena for the state title. And he measures the hoop and the distance right. to the free throw line. It's like, this is the same court we have back at our high school. Yeah. And I grew up in a small town. We did not have a corner three-point line. Oh, really? Because the basketball court and the gym was so narrow. So putting these two pieces together, not all basketball courts wow. are the same when you're growing up. Yeah. And I'm sure there's going to be people that are like, oh, yeah, my middle school didn't have a corner Right. Because the gym was too small, and we had to have a basketball court, so we just cut the corners out. Wow. And that changes a lot of how you play the game. Oh, One yeah. is you can catch up really quick, sure. or I'm sorry, defend people really well, because you take away the corner shot, which is one of the easier shots in basketball. Right. So definitely, field does matter, and yeah. not all sports are identical. And mm -hmm. basketball, for me, I always thought, yeah, it's 94 feet. Like, that's yep. what it is. Yep. It's not always. Sometimes we do lose things, and... The Olympic three-point line is different than the college three-point line. The college so is different weird. than the pro, and oh, the pro is different than the Olympic. And That's all just... these lines are weird. Wow. So to have a sport like football that's consistent throughout all of this yeah. is unbelievable. I like it. I, I think they do a great job. It, it makes total sense to me. So. All right. Well, any parting thoughts before we head out? No, I think that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. If you want to get in contact with the show or listen to past podcasts, view our website at thatsadumbrule.com. Otherwise, tune in next time for another Dumb Rule. Mm -hmm.